This is your boy, Trey Bryant, menswear specialist. It's one-third of the group. Y'all formerly know me as coach. It's your boy, Stan. And it's your boy, LaPaul. Yes, L-E, Paul. Say it like you French or don't say it at all. And this is the Gentleman's Table. Welcome. Welcome to a new episode of The Gentleman's Table. Y'all formerly know me as Coach. Y'all can call me Stan. And this is your boy, Trey Bryant. Menswear, apparel, lifestyle, all that good stuff. Yeah, so we're going to cover um, this week's episode. What are we talking about to, uh, this week, Trey? On this week's episode, man, we are talking about building your brand for 2020. Mm. It's about building your brand. It's kind of like what we, like, like what you were saying earlier about how we're excited about the rollout of The Gentleman's Table. Yeah. And, like, what's about to happen. So... Honestly, like we're we're making this content, we're doing the photo shoots, and we're kind of getting ready to roll out the red carpet to build that community about like what we're truly doing here. Yeah. And I think that's really big for what's going to happen with like the re- like the rest of the, setting the tone for the beginning of the year and getting things ready. You know, people always say, "Oh, it's the fourth quarter. It's the fourth quarter." Fact. You know, getting ready for the next year. You know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. ready yeah. And that's what we kind of are essentially doing right now. And I kind of want to talk about, like, things that other people can be doing to go ahead and be ready for 2020. Or, like, what you've been doing to get your content, get your brand ready, get it off of the ground. And I think one of the biggest things that, like, um, like engagement. Engagement is a huge deal. So mm-hmm. you notice that, like, at the end of the year, you'll see a lot of, like, like, award shows are happening like oh who got this of the year who got artist of the year rapper of the year um influencer of the year and so that's them getting that engagement people kind of giving them praise and then from there they're setting themselves up because they've elevated they've connected with people and they're setting themselves up to add things into their repertoire for 2020 where they can take their brand and let everybody know like okay now i'm doing this and this is this is something new that i've added that i want you guys to be a part of you know Mm. think about that um, before I get into that, I like to say that I feel like that's what makes gen- the gentleman's table special because we've started on our own brands and we went through the, um, the the error phase. Like we've we've made our own errors. We've kind of like um, corrected our own errors and we've kind of come up with new innovative ways to kind of make our brand what it is today. Like you have what is it TV three. Mm, something, something like that but it's like uh, my name of my company is Lifestyle of TV okay yeah and then I have the Millennial Club so I feel like with the brands that we have it's, it's already established and what we bring into the gentleman's table is only going to help you know better brand better start it off on the right note is what mm. I want to say I feel like if we're going to hit the ground running because the gentleman's table has you know people that have been conditioned for this yeah. you know what I mean so that's why I think what you chose to speak about today as far as building a brand was is very important because we know a lot about that shit. Like, I mean, we came a long way. How long you been doing this shit for? Ooh, since what, 2017? Oh yeah, you got a couple of years under your belt. I just started this shit, what, like 2018? Nah. It's been a journey, man. I, I expect that, you know, I feel like you've been doing this shit for longer, Trev. I mean, I've been modeling for a little bit longer. Uh, I would say that, but I haven't um, necessarily, I didn't start creating content until, what, like, the end of, like, when I graduated from Kennesaw. So, when I, gradu- I graduated in December 2016. Mm-hmm. And then that, that next, very next year, that's when I started, like, creating content for, like, YouTube. And I kind of, that's when I kind of started manifesting the vision mm-hmm. of, like, what, I, what, I was, what I'm trying to create now. And, I mean, 
really all of right now is just all about like you just got to keep going. Like yeah. you know, I think and I think in 2018 that's when a lot of people picked up real fast and they say, you know what, we need to start creating a brand. We need to start creating something for ourselves. And for me, I mean, I kind of like I lost out for a little while because you know I wasn't consistent. Yeah. So the rest of 2018. I kind of was like, oh, like, whatever. I kind of fell off. But, you know, when you get back on there and kind of realize what the dream was, what's your, what's your passion, what you're trying to do, then you realize, like, that's how you, that's what you build on. You build on, like, what your passions are and what you're essentially trying to get done. I mean, so for you, I mean, that's what you're doing right now. Like, yeah. like you said earlier, life stuff happens, but you, you still know exactly what you want to do. Facts. Um, so let's talk about what's, what the people can, ex- can expect from the gentleman's table. Let's talk about what we'll be able to, like, because I feel like we've been working on a lot. Um, we've invested a lot of time into the photo shoots, like you said earlier. Not only the photo shoots, but preparing these episodes ahead of time and having ample content to be able to give the people um, on a timely basis. Like me, like, I'm kind of sporadic, like, with the Millennial Club. You'll get one episode one week, and then three months later, you'll get an episode. And I'm kind of, like, strategic on how I put my shit out there. And it's not because of... Not being, I don't want to be consistent is because I've been more focused on the visual shit. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And I think yeah. the gentleman table is going to have the best of both worlds. You're going to have ample audio episodes and you're going to have the visual shit. And I think that's important in building your brand, just being consistent. So it is. Uh, and it's like the one thing that I did realize about building a consistent brand and like creating content. Yeah. What is like the huge deal is like people always like, and I know like you and I had talked about this a while back, but it was like, man, like, the time it takes to pay pay people the money, the photographers and videographers, it takes to edit and do all this. And it's like, man, you know, I pay, I can't keep paying and doing all this to be consistent and doing all this. But it's like, wow, like, I feel like I have to. And then the thing that comes in is like how to reuse content for mm-hmm. different platforms. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had talked about this and a lot of people are kind of, I don't even know if they've already caught on to it, but some people are already doing it because... You truly have to realize that your audience on whatever platform that you're on, or multiple platforms, they, they, there's maybe, so let's say you have 100 followers. Yeah. You got 100 followers. 20 or 20, 20 or 30 of those followers are, and maybe less, are actually tuned into everything that you do. And even because just, and also I'll be, let me I'll dig it back a little bit. So 20 or 30 of those followers people that are into your stuff are engaged to everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that means if you're putting up a video, if you're putting up a picture, they're liking that picture. They're looking at the video. If you're on Snapchat, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on YouTube, everybody is going, like, those 20 people out of those 100 people are tuned into everything. Well, I'm here. I saw you post a video there. Facts. I saw it. So they're, they're into it. And then out of those 20 people, you may have 10 people who actually are engaging and actually looking at everything that you're doing on those platforms. Exactly. So let's so if you think about that, then those other eighty to seventy people just see you. They see you, they like, they may watch, they may view all for the retention of two minutes, three minutes. And they just know like, hey that's Stan, hey that's Trey, hey that's coach, that's LaPaul, or that's whoever. And that's all they really know from there. That's why you have to take your content 
and you have to cut it up and reuse it in different ways. Okay. So you're not spending as much money. So what that looks like is if you if I record a video on Chelsea Boots. Yeah. Let's say I, I, I do a video and you don't always want to make something that's broad. So let's say I, I do a video on the ten the ten things that men need to have in their wardrobe for the fall time period, fall and winter. So one of the items that I named was Chelsea Boots. Okay. I will take I talked about Chelsea Boots for a minute and a half. I would cut that part up, take that out of the video. And put make that in its own video, put it on Instagram, put it on LinkedIn, put it on Snapchat, mm-hmm. put it on Twitter, and then maybe form the video to have have a title in it to where it catches people's attention. Right. And so for a minute and thirty, people are saying, "Oh wow, you just talked about Chelsea boots." Yeah. But I have a whole seven eight minute video where I talked about all the items. So if I keep taking the video is already on YouTube, so people can go see the whole video. But how many people are gonna go and see the whole video? Yeah. You made a good point. So that's why it's like that's how you have to really build your brand and who and who be extremely intentional what people want to see from you. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like your coach, you talk about relationships, you talk about stuff in the black community, you talk about politics, you talk about life building and business. Yeah. So those are so many topics in one that into who you talk about. So if you're taking, if you're essentially taking, like okay. You said you did a podcast earlier today on relationships. Oh, no, I'm sorry, on religion. Religion, yes. religion. So let's say you take whatever point where Buddy was going in and naming like a lot of like big facts. Let's say you take that that one subject part he, you took for the whole from a whole podcast. Yeah. You take it out and you put that and say to a picture or a picture video where people are looking at the picture and they're able to listen to it. Or let's say you even take a stock video from like stock stock video off the internet. Mm-hmm. Of like just an example of what he's actually talking about. You take that and you put the overcut sound in the back of the video while the video is just showing. My boy, you got a whole you got whole new content just from that one part, and right. you still have that that you could post down. And we don't understand that because we're so raid. We think we just have to keep spending money, spending money Facts. over and over again. Facts. I think it, I think it, I think you made a good point. Um, I think your strategic. Um, ways of being able to put out content out there without spending money and just, you know, what is it? Not just spending money, but being able to have content for over a long period of time. Just having one single content. So this is as far as that you manipulating the, the videos that you put out on YouTube that people aren't going to look at, really. And if they do look at it, those are your loyal um, supporters and just using it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever have you. But I think it's just more. I think just building a brand is more more to it than just that. I feel like um, I think it's just what you what you just uh, shit. I'm at a loss for words. And it's just right. That's exactly what the fuck I'm gonna do too, bro. <laughs> this shit tough for me, Trey, because I can't really talk about this shit. Because uh, I've never really, I've I, I've always had a niche for just building my brand. But as far as like being able to articulate that, that's tough for me. You know what I mean? All I know is when all I know is give the people as much content as you can and be able to use it in a way where it's like you said, don't use it in a way where you just have to be in high demand. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like if you have a piece of work, all right, boom, be able to stretch that out within a couple of weeks. What's a couple of weeks? I say about six pe- six week period. Mm-hmm. How like what's your turnaround time on the shit? Like what do you do? Like how often do you put because you you put the content out there like I say, 
I can expect work from you like three weeks at a time, and it looks like new shit. But like, as far as what I know, is like it's old shit that you just put out there. You feel me? You just have a lot of it, but you just the way you put it out there, you don't put too much. Yeah, because it's just no, it's no need, man. It's like it's just all a game, and like even for me, like I'm still learning so much about it right now. The I think the part what I'm learning right now is the intentionality behind everything that you do. So like you can, the thing I realize is you can put out content as much as you want. But when it comes to people actually seeing you, what who are you? What mm. do you do? Mm. What is your brand about? Mm. And people may have their own notions about it because, like, most of the time, like when people look at my account, they see they see, oh, you model, you do fashion, you model and you do fashion. That's immediately what you see from right. what what you look at with me. And so I, I quickly learned. I was like, well, I do this, I do that. And some people were like, "Well, I didn't even know you you had a clothing brand. I didn't even know you. Yeah. I didn't even know you. Uh, you spoke. I didn't know that you could actually talk about like things like that. You know. So where's the disconnect? Do you think the disconnect is people just you got people out there that just put out stuff because they want likes or they just put out something because you know they, what I'm saying is why people don't like why aren't people hit to what's going on? I feel like they're aware of the brand, but they're not really engaging like they're supposed to. They're supposed to know that you talk. They're supposed to know that you have a clothing brand, right? Like, I mean, and some of it may really be maybe my fault, man. Maybe the intentionality behind it wasn't really there. That's why I just put a video out about like what is finesse about because mm. you can come out with something, but people people just want to feel connected to right. something. That's right. just that's just where our world is right now. With them taking away likes, it's uh, it's forcing people people is. What the thing about what social media is all about social connection, social connection between people mm-hmm. and building community and finding other people. The positive part about social media is that it connects people from all parts of the globe who may have similar interest in something. Yeah. <coughs> and then, what's the, the easiest way to do that though? What you mean? I think that's what a lot of people like the people that haven't made it yet, they haven't figured that out. Like, we both have our own ways of being able to connect with our audience. What do you do? in terms of trying to get that, like, create a connection between you and your audience? Me and my audience? So, I mean, I think that, and, I, and I'm, like I said, I'm still learning how to exactly do that would, would make sense. But I, for me, I think I'm trying to, which is, uh, this is actually pretty big. I think I started out kind of like just talking about fashion and lifestyle. Yeah. But not pinpointing it to anything that was kind of like applicable for a particular person. Okay. And the thing is, you you have to break in order for somebody to connect with you. You can't. You have to make content for particular groups and people to feel connected to it. So if I'm ta- I can't be general if I talk about fashion. Okay. So now if I'm talking about fashion, I have to. T- what I what a guy actually a guy and two people came up to me and actually told me one day they were like, bro, you know people like Alex Costa, Alpha M, Teaching Men's Fashion, they do the same thing you do. What makes you different? You know, you remember, remember when uh, Steph was talking to us about like what's gonna make the gentleman's table Facts. different? Yeah, and what will and uh, that was true. Like I think a lot of times what we truly do, a lot of us, especially Black people in our brands, is we try to appeal to everybody because we're always told mm. we're always told, oh well, you know, like I, I just I, well, I, the white people, the people who buy stuff. This is that's the people that are gonna yeah. get, engage and connect. Yeah, but truly at the end of the day. If we all, if all black people think that way, then guess what that means? Nobody's focusing on just us. Mm. 
<coughs> and so what I figured out was why am I trying to focus on everybody when it comes to this when there are people that are always way bigger than me with more money doing this that already focus on everybody when I can just focus I, I have something they don't have I'm black and okay. I'm young exactly and I can focus on young black men Man, exactly that's how I feel I mean me personally I'm just unapologetically just going to focus on what I want to focus on where the a lot of people say you shouldn't think like that and they say I was going in the right direction because the name the millennial club all right, that's you're ready. You're ready in the right direction because the millennials are what from, um, I think from age thirty five to twenty three. Twenty three, and that's a that's a large group of people. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of times I do be biased. You know what I mean in terms of what I talk about because it's about it's about like a um I would say it's more geared toward younger black males and females. But at the same time, I'm a young black male. You know what I mean? You I can't speak about what you. No, I can't yeah. talk about what I know and what I've been through. So I try to appeal to other audiences, but at the same time, I'm a, I'm just going to just be me at the end of the day and talk about what I want to talk to the people that's going to pay attention. Is going to pay attention regardless. You feel me? But at the same time, I'm never going to just be one sided. I'm going I'm going to appeal to other audiences. I'm going to talk about the females. I'm going to talk about how it is to be, uh, in corporate America where a lot of people can connect with. You feel me? So. At the same time, man, I feel like if you're a curator, if you're somebody that likes to create content, you have to be able to just establish your brand and not only just thinking about content, just your name and knowing what direction you want to go in. Like, Trey has a very set audience. You have a set audience, which is what? It's really, like, when I look on Instagram, it's like 50%. It's like 52% men and, like, 48 or 47 I don't, you know, y'all don't know math like that but the rest women but like you know I, I have like a lot of guys engaged with a lot of stuff that I do but I want to I want to engage fashion to everybody and I, I try to and that's why I also try to talk about the relationships to engage women as well because that because I mean honestly dudes we gonna look we gonna we care about whatever the girls care about when it comes about relationships we trying to hear that game facts tell, tell me about what what, 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 what what niggas need to do facts you know and women are gonna be glad to be able just to share like okay look this is what I feel like in relationships or, and you know something else I, I learned recently is women just wanna hear exactly what a man's thoughts are like on women and relationships okay like have you heard that before I have I have, but I mean, elaborate a little bit more though. So I did a video on the five thing, uh, what seven? It's five or seven reasons why men are afraid to get married. I think it was five reasons. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, like a lot of women did get engaged with it because it was like the title is just like okay, because I mean a lot of women want to be married. I mean now a lot of women just want to be single. Yeah. And when I did that, you know, a lot of women engaged with it because it was like, oh wow, like why? Do, what? What is? What is a uh, a broken down reason as to why men, men don't want to get married. Let, let, let me know, you know, in a mm. in a video content way. And what came from is a lot of girls were telling me, they were like, okay, I really did like the video, but I want to know more. Mm. Like, I want to know, like, from different male perspectives, situational situations, like, or whatever, why are guys afraid to commit? And really, it's not just marry, but it's just commitment. 
Like, you know, like we talked about this earlier, like in our own experiences, how, you know, it took us some time to commit. Exactly. It took us some time to be faithful. Exactly. You know, it took us some time to get to, you know, the kind of men that we are now. But, like, not every guy's at that point. Would you, what do you feel like was your personal struggle with being able to commit? Oh, man. If I'm keeping it in a band, I think that there's just, it's just like, the, the struggle that I always had was the fact that I think we ha- I had a warped mindset. Even though my parents aren't married, they've been married for, you know, like 20-something years. Mm-hmm. I think I had a warped mindset of, like, what a relationship truly took. Mm. And I think that I just felt like things were supposed to go a particular way and stay that way if yeah. not get better. Yes, sir. But when, think, when, when stuff started to, starts to hit the fan... I think I was just looking left for that girl at work that was looking at me, you know, that was complimenting me or whatever. And then you like, you start thinking in your head, oh, it's just so many options out here. But you don't realize in relationships, there's so much respect that needs to be given and received. Mm. And you, you as the guy, you have to lead and like just all that stuff, like all those details, I think that some guys just forget. And so because we're so uh, like I was saying, niggas are vain. Like, we're so driven by, like, what we see that it's like, all right, I'm at home and, you know, things are going straight with my lady or they may not be going straight. And she's cute, but I say I go out with my boys and we all out and we, we see some cute girls out here and I get to flirt and I get to talking. And she give me some, she give me some attention. And then, then you know, and niggas, are, we, we're the type, we're just like, well, you know, like, let me just see. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Let me see how far I can get. Let me see how far. <laughs> Niggas live by the... Let me just see. Let me, let me, let me see what's going Facts. on. And that's what gets us a lot, of, a lot of us in trouble because we... That curious, that curiosity, and, you know, then sometimes you just... Let me just see if I can still... Like, I can still do it. Like, for some reason, we all want to be Solomon from the Bible. Facts. We all want to have... 47,000 to 500,000, You know what? I'm going to say this, bro, and I'm, I'm just agree to disagree with you because I feel like what it originally stems from is just having an example. Now, I'm not going to say everybody that has had both parents in the home has been Mr. One Woman Man. What I'm going to say is I feel like that's where it begins. You know what I mean? If you had an example at the house where you were able to see your mother and your father um, being able to be under one household and just for it to work and you keep a homeostasis within that household, I feel like you're more than likely going to grow up to be like, okay, I want what my parents had. So I think where the disconnect happens is, you know, a lot of people be like, okay, this is how a relationship should go. My mother and my father. No, that's your mother and your father. You know what I mean? Your relationship is different. It's what you make it. You feel me? Like, I think that's why men should be like, well, my mother was this way. My fo-. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's why it usually doesn't work with them and their relationships. But I think that's where it just begins, bro. Just however your parents start. I think that's why a lot of men aren't able to commit. I think within the young, within the black community, because a lot of us come from single family homes. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it's because of the music we listen to. A lot of rap shit, like, oh, fuck, I fuck a hoe, I done deal with a hoe. You know what I mean? Excuse my language, but I think that's because, I think that's a narrative that's being pushed on us. You feel It's cool to be a pimp. It's cool to be a player. Like, as soon as you a kid, bro, like, if you see a handsome young man, you're like, oh, he gonna be a player. He gonna, he gonna hurt all the girls. And we gotta kind of stop that narrative, bro, because that's not, a, that's not positive reinforcement. You feel me? But I think that's where it begins, bro. I think men are scared to commit because 
of what they see at the house. You see what I'm saying? If you are somebody that came from a household where your parents were together and you, you didn't see any, like, gray areas and you still became a player, maybe it's because of other shit. Maybe you, you've been hurt before and, and you're just like, nah, fuck this shit. I don't want to be vulnerable for anybody. And you just need to be able to mature as a man to be able to get out of that. You feel me? And How that's you? my story, pretty much. Cause okay. Because, I, mean, I mean, I grew up at home where watching my parents and they were still married. And so I really had no reason to not exactly. be prone to a relationship. But I think that, like I said, some things along the way, you know, when you're younger, happen when you, when you decide to be in a relationship. And then it's kind of like, oh. I feel like women just expect one solid answer. Why aren't you able to commit? And there's so many various reasons why men have a hard time committing. You know, maybe you're just not the one. Maybe it's because he's been hurt before and he's he's not... He hasn't healed all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It takes a special woman to be able to bring that man to that point, to be able to be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to give this a chance. Maybe it's because he just don't want to commit at all. He just wants to be a fuck nigga all his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this, And then, of course, y'all going to paint it out to be something negative. It, it is negative. Like, you don't want to be 50 years old, not, being, <laughs> not, not settled down yet. But I feel like... You know what? You just need to be able to assess the situation and know that it's a, it's like okay. He don't want to settle down. I need to move on. You feel me? I heard something real deep the other day uh, about what a gentleman had told me that he also heard from an older gentleman. What is just it? Just about like, you know how we grow as far as like with men and our development. But it was basically he's saying the younger you are, the younger you are, the bigger your flesh is than your heart. But the older that you get, the bigger your heart is of your flesh. And that's a disconnect of where our maturity comes in with women because women, they are driven by their heart. Mm. And, we, so. and we're driven by our, we're driven by our, uh, our flesh in the beginning. Mm. But they're always driven by their heart. But as we get older and mature as men, we start to really see, we start to step forward with our hearts. And it's okay. like, okay, cool, like, I really do love this woman. I really do want to do life with this woman. I see myself having kids with this woman. Mm. You know, I'm not going to risk it all for a one-night stand, a girl who just looks bad. You don't really start realizing all that till you get a little bit older because you're starting to be led more by your heart. Facts. I don't know. I, I agree with you on that. You know, this is one thing that we can agree on. I feel like, yes, women do have that mentality, but I, don't you ever? Don't you feel like they kind of grow out of that? Grow out of being led by their heart. Yeah. Mm, I don't know why, why you said that though. I feel like this women just naturally just emotional. You know what I mean? Just it's not about a heart thing, but I feel like when they do at a, at a younger age, I feel like they do they are led by their heart. But I just feel like after a while they kind of grow out of that. You know what they say? So what do you when you say when you say you feel like they grow out of that? Where, where do you feel, what do you feel like they're gonna just however they how however they feel within that that time period? Like because I feel like. And what I mean to say is just like how. Sounds like you're saying they're real moody. Slick. What you think? How you feel about that? I mean, I feel I do feel like there is. There's just a lot of variables when it comes to dealing with certain women, especially when you've dealt with one for a little while. Like you said, you've been in a relationship for a little bit over a year. I've been in a relationship for almost a year now. So I think it's. I think there is certain time periods where certain things happen because they can be so emotional, mm-hmm. especially when you know you deal with a period. You know we've talking about this before, like Facts. about like how you 
you know, you got to deal with the weeks when there's a period. You got to deal with certain emotion and signs and stuff that they peep that we do not even think about seeing. Mm. Like, it's, it's so much to deal with that comes back on us to that we have to carry. But I, I still, I, I guess for me, I still, I, I see, I feel like I see what you're saying, but I guess for me, that still means to me that they're being, they're still leading with their heart because this, okay, so think about the reason about like how men cheat, right? Mm-hmm. Men cheat because we're led with our flesh, you know, because we, we're fl- very flesh, sexual, sexually driven, yes. sexual creatures. Yes. But when a woman cheats, it hurts us a whole lot worse, right? Because women cheat, women are led by their emotions and their heart. Facts. So that means if a woman cheated on you, that means that she connected with a man emotionally. Mm. Not not just physically, not just, oh, I cheated on you because his dick was bigger or he had more money. It's not always the case. It's not always the case. That's a fact. The case, the case is like she just connected with him. And that's what hurts us more as men. It makes it so hard to forgive a woman who has cheated or stepped out or found somebody else. Yeah. I think just we just, as men, naturally we just expect, it's a double standard. We just expect them not to cheat on us. You yeah. feel me? So it's just like, oh, yeah, we might slip up. We just expect you to forgive us. But when you cheat, it's like the world stops. You feel me? Woo, because do it. Exactly, right? It's just like, that shit, that shit hit different. You feel me? Like the, the kids like to say nowadays, that shit hit different because we just expect y'all to be like, okay, we, we expect y'all to move a certain way. Mm-hmm. We, it's, it's, it's bizarre when you see a woman like, okay, does something weird, like cheating outside of the relationship. You know what I mean? It's like, if you don't fuck with us, just break up with us. But if we cheat on y'all, we just expect y'all to give us another chance. You feel me? It's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's a couple double standards. It's, it's a lot of double standards out here, but the, the everything is changing now, man. So much. It's 2019. So much like, women, like, that's the norm now, bro. Like, women, women talking about it's a hot girl summer. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I can't call it Trey. You see the Falcons beat the Panthers? It's Falcons 29 beat to 3. The breaks off the Panthers, man. Can't we'll have to go? They talk about Cam will have to leave soon. They said they said he might train to like Chicago or something. He might. I think the Chicago was interested. I don't know if Chicago gonna take him. I don't know, but he's really washed right now. Apparently, that's where everybody. That's saying. my God, man! I hate to see. I just love to see black quarterbacks in the league just do well. I mean, hey, you got uh, Russell Wilson. You got this other cat, Lamar Jackson, on on the Baltimore Ravens. He's doing this thing. Oh yeah, they they keep talking. They love him. Forty-one to seven, they just beat the Texas today. Mm. Smacked them boys. Boys don't want no problems. They so don't. Twenty twenty, man. What do we expect from your brand? Man, twenty twenty. What do we expect from the Millennial Club, man? Let oh, us know man. what fire you got coming. More episodes, more content. Um, the gentleman's table is gonna be something to uh, rec- something to be reckoned with. I feel like uh, we got a lot coming for you guys. We invested a lot of time, energy. Um, a lot of groundwork with we, we, a, a solid foundation that we're working off of. Nepal is excited about this. Nepal has been taking the, initi- the, the necessary steps, and Trey been trying to, you know, keep me in line because I've been so amped, so pressed to be put out some shit. Excuse my language, but I've been so pressed to put out this fucking content that we have, man. That you know, you got. Well, you know, like, you just say excuse your language. You just. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to kind of start over because I'm like, I'm gonna edit that shit out. Uh, but no, no, man. Uh, I mean, I think we, we just have some really good pictures. We have some really dope content that we're really just excited to put out. But we just want to make sure that it's uh, that it's straight for you guys. We want to make sure that you guys are definitely going to be engaged with it, share it with people, and uh, 
just invest into the brand, man, because, you know, not only are we doing this uh, for you guys, but we want to develop a community. We want to hear what you guys have to say, what you think about the subjects that we talk about on here, man, because we, we talk about it because we want we want we want that type of uh, we want that type of engagement. We want want to be able to talk about certain issues because there are going to be some things that you guys are we're saying on here that you may be like, what? Like, why'd you say that? Why you feel that way? And mm. that's supposed to that's supposed to be the thing of why we why we talk about these things, man. You know, we want to want to hear how y'all feel. We want to share opposing sides and thoughts, and that just makes it fun. Honestly, like we were able just to share different thoughts. Like Stan and I may not have the same thoughts about everything. LaPaul and I, and Stan, and I may not have the same like-minded thoughts about everything. But we also, you know, want to share the values of just like what what we built this brand off of, just to kind of get you guys ready. And you know, over overall, you know, if you guys, however you do feel about the fact about like building, like let us know like how you feel about building your brand for twenty twenty and like what you had planned and. Like what type of content that you plan to put out uh, to develop in your community? You know, let us definitely let us know, and let us know like you know for the women that are listening or guys or men, just let us know like what do you think about why is it hard for certain men to for men to, to commit after a while? Like what 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 is what is the thing that holds men back from committing, and what do they kind of have to see and learn? Mm. And and why are us as men why are we so driven by our flesh in the beginning? Trey, my guy, you killed it. You did your thing, my guy. Man, listen, the gentleman's table is just starting up. You guys, we have more on the way. Trey, thank you, man, for, you know, taking over the conversation. I feel like we came up with some some very thorough uh, content today. We were talking about, we kind of deviated from the whole the brand building. But we got, we see, that's the thing, though. We got multiple subjects in one. So, I mean, we can still use it. Right, both of both of is very applicable to you know whatever you're trying to do. Okay, Trey, you guys know what to expect on the next episode, man. Listen, um, I'm gonna give y'all guys a different kind of energy on the next episode. I feel like um, we were a little unprepared. Um, we usually have Lapal here to you know kind of curate everything, but me and Trey, we holding it down. We holding the fort down. We gotta give you guys content, so expect to have more on the next episode on the gentleman's table. This is the gentleman's table. <laughs> 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 Brother, you did good, man. Oh, hey, man, you know. We did what we can. We did what we, we did what we can, bro.